Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show is brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served the Valley and given back to the Valley for decades. When it comes to insurance, auto, home, life, business, they have it all there for you. Um, they'll do whatever they can to save you money. That includes, and maybe it's a bundle. But they are just terrific people who are great insurance professionals. What more can you ask for? That is our great friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Great time to buy Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be at. Interest rates are just tremendous as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Gary Sanchez does something even Matt likes. Driven deep to left center field. Going back, McNeil looking up. See ya. Oh, did he need that. A huge pinch hit grand slam for Gary Sanchez. And the Yankees lead 5-1. to one. See? Yeah, about time. Oh, typical, (laughs) bitter Yankee fan. Bitter. Bitter. I still want Kratz behind the plate after that throwout he had from his knees earlier in the series. That's how you you catch. By the way, the Marlins sent Jonathan Villar to the Blue Jays. They then picked up Starling Marte from the Diamondbacks. Yes, the former Pirate, who was hitting three eleven, by the way, with the D-backs. But the Marlins, who have been playing actually decently, picked up Starling Marte. That lineup right. just got a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Look, look at Derek Jeter trying. Huh? <laughs> just when you were giving up. You know what would make it better if the Marlins acquired... Gary Sanchez. All right. <laughs> exactly. With that, we bring in John McClain, Houston Chronicle, who knows all about our area as well. John, welcome back. Great to have you with us. It's my pleasure. One of my favorite places in Pennsylvania, besides Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, where I've gone for years, is Eagles Mare, which is about yes. 30, minute, 30 minutes from Williamsport. I have friends that have lived there for years. Years, That's uh, where they spend about half the year. I've been up there several times. I love it. They're up there, and they're listening to you guys right now. I would like to say hello to my buddy, Mark Waltz. 
Hey, Mark. Hey. Great to have Mark on board. Love that area. And I've been invited. In fact, I had some friends just about two weeks ago invite me to go up there in the fall because I've got a little more time in the fall than I thought I was going to have. All right. So <laughs> I got to tell you about a guy that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a guy that's uh, with uh, the Texans right now that was originally, you know, in the recruiting process. Bill O'Brien was one of the ones that identified him first, and then eventually he says John Reed. What kind of camp has John Reed had? had for the Texans so far? Well, you guys got great timing because this this week O'Brien was asked about the rookies. All the rookies are behind, of course, because they didn't have any on-field coaching in the off-season program. It was all done virtually. Don't have preseason games. Don't have joint practices. But O'Brien told me of all their draft choices, he thought John Reed was ahead of the others. And I asked him, I said, well, he's a 24-year-old rookie. How much does that have to do with his age or his maturity? And he said, based on what we've seen right now, I don't think it would matter if he was 21 or 24. He just gets it. And the first time they talked about Reed was during the virtual off-season program about how smart he was and how quick he picked everything up. You could tell he studied by the questions he asked the next day. And then when they got the rookies out on the field uh, the last week of July through last night's scrimmage, they have praised the heck out of it. And he's going to get playing time off the bench as a slot corner. He's going to be active on a lot of special teams. And he's one of the backup punt returners. They don't want him having to worry about returner, returning right now. But they really like the guy. And one of the things I've noticed about Reed, and I know you guys saw this, I like to watch players when they're not on the field, Yep. how they relate to their teammates, who gravitates to whom. And Reed is one of those guys you can see him always talking, laughing, has a great personality. The other players like him. And those young players listen to him because he's got a maturity level that seems to be beyond theirs. And I don't know because he's older or like Bill O'Brien said, John Reed just gets it. He has built computers from scratch, John. Uh, he is uh, just a highly intelligent guy. And it's the other part, too, if you're around it, uh, as you mentioned, you know, how do they interact? Also, what are they saying? And often, when I was around John Reed, I would hear him talk about the nuances of how to play the position with younger players. He'd be a, he'd be a guy teaching out there. Now, he's a rookie, so he's going to be taught, but it doesn't mean he can't give back either. That's one reason they like him so much is because of how quickly he learns. And O'Brien told us, he said, well, you know, he's a computer engineer at Penn State. And I said, yeah, that must be intimidating for a coach who was just a (laughs) PE major. And, of course, O'Brien went to Brown, so he's got one up him with the Ivy League. So they like him a lot. The proof's in the pudding. They start September 10th at Kansas City primetime game. Everybody here is fired up. They, they, uh, their top draft choice, Ross Blacklock, a defensive tackle. He'll play off the bench. I don't think you'll see much of their third-round pick outside linebacker John Grenard right away, but I believe you'll see Reed running down, covering kicks, and uh, maybe getting a little playing time off the bench. What kind of camp has Deshaun Watson had to this point, and what kind of adjustment has it been with not having DeAndre Hopkins out there? 
uh, Watson has looked in midseason form since the day he got there. He went around and worked it with his receivers, worked here, went to Arizona to work with running back David Johnson, who came in the trade for Hopkins, went to L.A. So he has got more talent and speed at receiver than he's ever had. The, the DeAndre Hopkins trade, they got David Johnson. Last year he was hurt. He lost his starting job at Cliff Kingsbury's first season as Arizona's coach. Two years ago, he had almost 1,400 yards rushing and receiving and scored 10 touchdowns. The Texans would take that in a heartbeat because he's going to be the starter. But the backup, Duke Johnson, he'll play about 40% of the times. Both of those guys, David Johnson and Duke Johnson, are great receivers, and they have formations to put them out there together. So they're going to utilize the backs a lot. And the tight ends were the biggest surprise at camp. And the wide receiver, they have Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks yeah. outside, Randall Cobb in the slot, and Kenny Stills coming off the bench. And Fuller, Cooks, and Stills all ran in the low four threes at their combine, and they can fly. You know, a great quarterback can make receivers, and Watson is going to be able to spread the ball all over the field because of the talent he's got around him. And the big issue is Watson is durable. His receivers are not. All of them, including running back David Johnson, have had injury issues within the last two years. By the way, a quick note for everybody, uh, it, because Bill, of course, was here for a couple of years. His son Jack just turned 18 last week. Uh, so his son Jack has been doing well, has been doing well, all things considered, and turned 18. Now I want to get to Bill O'Brien, the coach. What kind of maturation have you seen, John, in Bill O'Brien, the NFL coach, along the way? Bill still has a temper, and he's still moody. And one time he said to me in, a, in an interview at a news conference after practice, he said, are you saying I'm moody? I said, only in days that end in Y. <laughs> and people, I wrote today that there's the off-season bill, the preseason bill, and the in-season bill. And we've learned that. This is his seventh season here. He's trying to win the AFC South for the fifth time in six years. People here want him fired. They're mad because, you know, they blew a 24-point lead at Kansas City in the divisional round of the playoffs and a fake punt. He let it happen, backfired. So people are always mad at him. But the fact is, he's the only former Bill Belichick coach who's had success anywhere. And uh, now that he's got his quarterback that he wants in Deshaun Watson, and they've got an offensive line returning intact, this offense has a chance to be prolific. Their biggest problems are on defense. And because Bill O'Brien turned over play calling to his offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, who's been with him since Penn State, where he was a GA. Oh, I remember. Bill now is able, Bill's able to spend more time on defense and special teams. Uh, our, which then brings me to the other part. How has he been able to uh, divvy up his time of GM versus coach? And, you know, you mentioned Tim Kelly now calling the plays. So Tim's calling the plays. Has that been an offshoot of the fact that, that Bill also knows that he has to have time as a GM as well as being a coach? No, uh, Bill was a GM last year without well, I, the title. I, well, I know he was, yeah. So Bill now is in his, this is his first official year. So he's in charge of personnel. There's a lot of head coaches in the NFL who could have the GM title because they run personnel. 
And that would be guys like Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, Ron Rivera, Matt Rule. And they have GM, John Gruden, on the staff to handle all the other stuff. They, they, and uh, there's so much that goes in and so much responsibility as being a general manager. But nothing happens on personnel side without O'Brien uh, signing off on it. And I gave him the nickname Trader Bill because he made so many trades. <laughs> and, like, everybody gave him such a hard time for trading two ones in a two-boat for Laramie Tonsil. And I thought that was a hell of a trade. It's worked out great because they would have had the 27th pick last year this year, and that meant to trade up and get an offensive tackle, it wouldn't be as good as Tonso. You know, tell me what you would have to give up. They give they give up another one and two this year for that deal, and they have eight picks right now, and I think they'll get a couple more in case they want to try to move up. But I, it's an unpopular opinion down here to say that O'Brien does well. People will have to see how David Johnson, the, the second-round pick, Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle, and in essence, receiver Brandon Cooks because of the Hopkins trade. Because they got a two from Arizona, they traded their two to the Rams for Brandon Cooks. Had they not had that, they wouldn't have traded their two. So really, there's three players here as an offshoot of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. And people blasted him on the Javion Clowney trade. Clowney got hurt, had three sacks. One of the players they got in his place, uh, Jacob Martin had more sacks than he did. So you guys know these things have to take time to play out. Yep. But the popular thing is to blast Bill O'Brien as a coach and a general manager. I believe you're one of the voters for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and I saw that Tony Dungy was added to it. I think Lisa Salters was added to it as well. Uh, any Bill Foley th- and Lisa Salters and Tony Dungy are our newest members. Yep, so a little Penn State flavor on there with Lisa. As a matter of fact, uh, what what does it mean to have somebody like Tony Dungy uh, in that room, in your opinion? You know, you haven't had a chance to experience it yet, but what can it mean? They had James Lofton and Dan Fouts, who are Hall of Fame players, come monitor our meeting the day before the Super Bowl for two years. And they told us they were blown away by the process and what all went into it and how difficult it is. And so then they named them to the committee. And I'm all for bringing in former players and coaches and general managers like Bill Pullian and Tony Dungy, they're great resources. And uh, and but they're they'll just be and Lisa Salters, they'll be one of the forty eight. You know, you can talk all you want, you can be positive, you can be negative, you can be anything because it's supposed to be anonymous as we determine who is uh, going to be in the next class of the Hall of Fame. But it's incredible responsibility. And, of course, it's an incredible privilege to have that responsibility. I'm on the selection committee, the seniors committee, the coaches committee, and uh, there's nothing else I do that I take more pride in. To me, it's the most difficult one because, you know, essentially the base is only five uh, in a sport that has more participants than anybody what what usually sways you? Does, I mean, is it your eye? Is it a convincing speech in the room because they know somebody a little bit better? What what sways you on a vote sometimes? The convincing speech, one thing I like is I want to know what the people who went against somebody, who game plan for them a lot, what they thought about that person. When I was promoting quarterback Warren Moon, I went to Rod Woodson, who played against him 
twice a year every year. I want to know what Rod thought about the preparation, the game. And i got quite a few players and coaches like that. I also like stats. People wondered, why in the world did you guys put Dan Hampton in there? And I said, Dan Hampton, let me tell you, the guy Don Pearson who presented him came in with a new approach. And that new approach for him was he had statistical evidence that showed what the defense did with Hampton and what he did when he wasn't in there. And it was amazing the role he played. And he had people like Mike Singletary and Richard Dent to back it up about why the defense was so much better with and without him. And uh, so I changed my opinion on Dan Hampton. And sometimes it's just timing. There's so many great prospects every year, but sometimes it's just timing. In fact, I have been have sat in the broadcast booth before game when Ira Miller, who is now no longer on the committee, would come in, into the booth and he'd, he'd talk to Jack Ham and he'd say, Jack, you played against this guy. What do you think about And So I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been a bystander to conversations like that. So, very seldom do I, do I, if I see a Hall of Famer and I trust his opinion, very seldom do I let him get away without saying to him, who do you think is most deserving in the Hall of Fame? And when they say they're teammates, you got to take it with a grain of salt yep. because that's where most of them usually start. Absolute pleasure. Uh, always great to have you on in the Hall of Fame. lucky to have you on the committee because you take every uh, ounce of it seriously. So appreciate it very much. Hey, guys, thank you very much. Hope you have a great weekend, and uh, stay safe. John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. It looks uh, what uh, the NHL, by the way, a perfect uh, score on testing again. It's five straight weeks that the NHL has had perfect testing numbers in the bubble. I guess for Shikolimi football, the the suit has put in a request he wants to be in a bubble. 
I think he's going to take what he can get to make sure he can just broadcast the game. Even if that means having to sit outside. No, to be honest with you, there's been a list of demands. <laughs> See, this is what he needs to do here. You know, like Bill Hillgrove. Bill Hillgrove has his grandson and his son up in the booth. I think this is an opportunity to make Suit Light a star as a spotter. Hmm, I could see that. Um, excuse me, uh, he doesn't play on that team. Ha, ha. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sports Trading Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Care, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. 4 Lincoln Kia Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show is brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have done a great job for their customers for decades. Auto, home, life, business, they can save you money in bundles, whatever it takes they take care of the policy because they want to take care of you. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Summer. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The uh, Phillies adding one more arm to their bullpen. The trade deadline has come and gone. They get righty David Phelps from the Brewers. The Brewers get three prospects in return. Uh, Phelps started his career with Joe Girardi and the Yankees from 12 to 14. And uh, not bad. You're talking about a guy who's allowed only four earned runs in 13 innings, so that's a 2.77 ERA. He has struck out 20. He's walked only two. So that's uh, what they've done. The Padres have made a series of deals. They picked up Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox, Trevor uh, Rosenthal from the Royals, among others, Mike Clevenger from the Indians. They have gone all out. Padres are loaded. You know what's interesting? It's amazing how that's happened. Because when they signed Manny Machado, I looked around and go, okay, because Machado had been in the World Series with the Dodgers. And I thought he was in a pretty good spot. You know, there's a great chance to win um, a world championship. And he signed a deal with the Padres. Now, obviously, the Padres offered him more money, but he signed a deal with the Padres. I was like, what the heck? That's just all for money. Well, guess what? Fernando Tatis Jr. is is incredible, a star. Machado has been a star, and the Padres are really, really good. 
and they've decided to go for it. They picked up Trevor Rosenthal from the Royals, Jason Castro from the Angels, Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox, Austin Nola, Dan Altavia, and Austin Adams from the Mariners, and now Mike Clevenger. So now they have Clevenger, Daniel Salamette, Chris Paddock, Zach Davies, and Garrett Richards as their rotation. And the Padres, how are they able to do this? Because their farm system is ranked second best in the game. So they've used some of the collateral there, and they've dealt some of it. They are um, have a chance to be formidable. I mean, I mean, some teams lose seven games in a row, and there's mass panic. Who'd do that? <laughs> hey, they're they're starting to get themselves back on track, but I would have liked Cashman to have made a move here. Padres are twenty-one and fifteen, by the way. They're five games back of the Dodgers, who have been as expected great. But remember, all second-place teams make the playoffs. That's the you know that's the deal. And remember, we're what it, each team you know the the top teams are right around thirty six games. We're getting to the two thirds mark of the season here. Phillies still have a chance. They're tied with the Marlins. The Phillies have scored one hundred and sixty runs. They've given up one hundred and sixty runs. Now that is the definition of a five hundred team. The Yankees are three and a half back of Tampa Bay. Yeah, big series with them starts today. The Yankee bullpen makes more money than the entire Tampa Bay roster. The Red Sox have won two in a row. That now gets them to the magic dozen. All right. I mean, the Red Sox have a worse record than Kansas City. Are you kidding me? Amazing. The Angels have have Mike Trout. Nothing. Twelve wins. Wow. Phillies are only three games back of Atlanta. That's not bad. Yeah, they took care of business this weekend with the with the Braves. Went two out of three. Yeah. yeah. Pirates have ten wins. They rated their postseason chances as less than one percent. Wow, that's a low number. I mean, the Red Sox were awful. They're at two point three percent. Oh my goodness! Oh, I, what today project wins here? The Pirates are projected to win twenty one games. Ah, uh, pretty good. But if anybody cares, they're bringing up their third base prospect, Cabrian Hayes. And that remember we got a call about that. He's uh, cleared uh, coronavirus protocol. All right. Yes. And Charlie Hayes, Charlie Hayes' son is now going to be a bucko. Ah, life just gets better. 
And the Eagles have all the injuries at wide receiver, so they're using the same guys they used last year. The only guys that are ever healthy. I'm going to say this again. as I, I said this at the end of last year, too. The Eagles continue to have a medical staff problem. That's why these injuries keep coming up. That's why they've had a crap ton of injuries basically since they won the Super Bowl. And even that, there was a lot of injuries, as we know. They've got to get the medical situation fixed. I get you had the pandemic, but these amount of injuries already are embarrassing. Do you do you you do night shifts at, at Geisinger? <laughs> I do not. I that, that's I just want to see your degree. Well, obviously something's going to... wrong with all these injuries. Something's I mean, not being done really... right, and they're all soft tissue, most of them. Did you ever hear the reason why the suit never became a doctor? No. He flunked flunk bedside manner, and it's just at that point, <laughs> I don't want to do surgery then. Heal up, maybe it look good. It's not the attitude people want. Thought you knew that story. I did not, but it's not surprising. Hey, don't you want to know that your doctor's grades? He has a B average. He had an A in bedside manner or C in surgery. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again? <laughs> it's, it's not good. I'm telling you, it's not good. Yeah, I get concerned. All right. And then the NBA playoffs continue tonight. Are you? Is it? Are people watching? I've been more into the hockey, honestly, but partially it's because the Flyers are still in, the Sixers are out. But even so, I've I've found the hockey playoffs just more entertaining right now. Yeah. By the way, the Marlins beat the Mets five to three today. Tonight, Bruins, uh, Tampa Bay, lightning up three games to one. Dallas, Colorado, Stars up three games to one. Game one, NBA, Milwaukee, Miami. And the Western Conference first round, Houston takes on Oklahoma City. Houston up three games to two. So there's all that. And Leonard Fournette cut by the Jaguars after three seasons. Two years ago, when Jacksonville got to the AFC Championship game, many had Fournette in the Hall of Fame. To which I said, are you watching the games the same way I'm watching them? Yeah, I was not one of those people. I sat there and went, are you kidding me? Really? I mean, he's good, but he's like, eh. Not great. Good. Uh, The A's-Mariners games postponed because of COVID. They had one staff member for Oakland test positive. One. It's a staff member. But they feel that's the way to do it. So... 
So they've been shut down through at least Wednesday. Yeah, they were supposed to play Houston yesterday. First two games of the series with Seattle postponed as well. They say it's out of an abundance of caution. Again, you can start doing these lists, Cardinals, Marlins, Mets, Reds. Like, the Mets and the Reds barely shut down. The Cardinals and Marlins have had no problems since. You can play this game all you want, but common sense tells you they're just going to keep going, and guess what? There's nothing, to be honest with you, what has been out there that would stop them from, from playing? Nothing. Vast majority of players, I mean vast majority of players and coaches in Major League Baseball have tested negative. That's the way it's been most every place. I mean, the negative test rate's about 95% nationally. Did you watch any of the football over the weekend? I watched a little bit of two high school games, and I did watch some of the Austin P Central Arkansas game. And by the way, Central Arkansas is back in action Thursday night. That had much I mean, of an interest. They'll play anybody. Oh, I watched. They, had, they actually had fans. Oh, the games I watched had fans, and they played. I did see those in the highlights, and then the, the first play of the game, the touchdown, and the college game. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the big boys to maybe play if that. Well, I know Memphis is playing this week. Penn State played them on the Cotton Bowl. I might try to watch a little of the uh, Navy game tonight. No, actually, that's next week. Oh, no, that's, that's next, next week. Oh, that's next week. That's, okay, that, that's that's Monday night next week. They're playing BYU. Yeah, and actually, Kirk Herbstreit is going to call that game. I just I saw over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, he's no that that's their that's their league game. Uh, if you're wondering why Chris Fowler's not doing it with him, it's because he's doing the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. That's the reason why. So he uh, he will not. Uh, until the U.S. Open's finished, he won't join Herb Street for a game. And there's not a game that would dictate him changing up. I'll say this. Everywhere I walked on campus here, everywhere, because I had to walk on campus today to go teach this morning, every single person had a mask on. In the parking garage, on the campus, my classroom, everybody had a mask on. Um, so Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie at a press conference finally got a chance to talk to the media he doesn't have many of these does he he usually does his state of the team sometime during training camp but that's usually planned and, and well advertised but this was kind of an impromptu thing because the Eagles were practicing at the link yesterday. They had a team scrimmage, and this was their last. That was their last day of training camp before they start roster cuts, which I believe is tomorrow. I don't know how you make roster. Well, who knows? Yeah, it's going to be tough. You saw by by the way, say Blacknall and uh, DeAndre Tompkins both are back with the Steelers. Um, Jeffrey Lurie, we have to own the questions of leadership and the questions about policy. There is a lot to be discussed here 
on that and in the future. It's heartbreaking. These are needless deaths. We should be similar to most countries on this planet, yet we are an embarrassment, a tragic embarrassment. That's where we stand. Hmm. And he compared it to a 737. Wow. Uh, let's see. And then we're still waiting to see what they want to do about football. There was one report um, on Friday that it could be seven to ten days before we find out exactly what the Big Ten plan is. Seven to ten days. Now, that would mean we're probably in the five to eight day range right now. Now, obviously, I don't want them to announce a plan that's partially baked. You know, you want to get the chapter and verse version that has all the T's crossed and the I's dotted. That's what you want. At some point, though, I think, you know, the student-athletes themselves, the players, should know what what they're practicing for. You know, what's the goal? Now, they've already had a couple of goals put in front of them, and the goals have been taken away. You know, one was, okay, September 5th, open, full schedule. Then it got reduced to Big Ten games only. Then you had to wait several weeks to find out, okay, when does it start? Who do we play? Oh, start the same day. Illinois added on to the schedule at the end. Okay, great. Then a week later you find out you have nothing. So they've the players have been in this flux. They get to return to the practice field, but it's 12 hours a week total between – strength and conditioning, meetings, and field work. It should have been 20, but it's not. The vast, vast majority of student-athletes, not all, but the vast, love to play. They love the game. They love to play. The vast majority. Some don't. Psychologically, you've got to give them something here. And the sooner, the better. And I know it takes a lot of work to put this together, what they're doing. I got it. But at some point, the Big Ten has to announce some sort of plan because right now, you have people across the country that are playing and so far playing successfully. All right, we'll take a break, come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. 
When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers, but that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. You can help transform a foster child's life by becoming a Pennsylvania Mentor foster parent. Visit Pennsylvania Mentor on Facebook or visit makeadifferenceathome.com. Pennsylvania Mentor will guide you and help you through every step. Pennsylvania Mentor needs foster parents now in our area. Visit makeadifferenceathome.com. Have you been to a Burlington lately? They have unbelievable deals on amazing brands and styles at up to 60% off other retailers' prices. No coupons or sales, just fabulous values every single day. It's a treasure hunt with new bargains arriving all the time and savings that'll surprise you. At Burlington, you get more for less, whether it's back to school, work, or just back. Now more than ever, you'll love the deals. You'll love Burlington. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's interesting, Jeff Lurie comes out with very strong comments about what's going on. But he's still allowing his team to play. Well, if you feel that strongly about it, pull him off the field. <laughs> right? I actually have not seen the press conference yet, so I I can't really comment. Sat back and went, okay, you feel that strongly about it? That's fine. You're entitled to feel that strongly about it, but I noticed your team is still playing. Was that in okay. regards to COVID or r- racial yeah. issues? You no, know, COVID. Okay. In regard to COVID, I'm like, okay, well, that, that you're entitled to feel that strongly about it. Absolutely. But <laughs> you're still letting them play, so I mean, you can pull them out. None, none of this is surprising to me. Whether it's COVID or racial issues, Jeff Lurie has always been a very progressive kind of guy, very critical of the president. Oh, I'm not saying critical. I'm, I had nothing. I'm not talking politics here. But if you're going to make statements, strong statements like that, and you look around and go, okay, wait, uh, the press conference is over. We're going to go watch them practice? I mean, they're still playing? That's my point. Like, okay, well, that doesn't quite match up with what you just talked about. I definitely want to check this out, though, so I'll know more after I watch this. Too bad about Rieger, though. That's a tough loss right there. Now, he's not going to be out for a long long period of time, but and of course, the injury happened on a pass thrown by Jalen Hurts, and I know that you are not a big Jalen Hurts person. That's not his fault. I I, I mean, to you, Jalen Hurts is the Gary Sanchez of the Eagles. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) The pick of it was, yes. I I just can't keep keeping you in line. (laughs) Today's show has been brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Here on News Radio 1070.